What? Welcome back to the Ch- Ch- Charles Charles Ogan experience. The Charles Ogan experience. Welcome back, man. Good to see that you. Was candles a good out. Edit. I'm not gonna burn your hand this time. We're really? Friends. It's okay. Why? What's That's up? mad, bro. How have you been? I heard you got AIDS. Or was it AIDS or no? It was a cold, nah, right? I had you a had a cold. cold. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't think it was that common. COVID? Have you had a COVID? No. I've had COVID. Where's that. that from? China. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've or never Bill been Gates. there. Actually. Or Bill Gates, China. Like yeah, some of that. <clears throat> actually, we shouldn't say COVID too much. Um, we'll get banned, won't we? Yeah, we'll yeah. get banned. Yeah, YouTube will defund us. Defund yeah, the police. Anyway, I've been ill. You've been ill. Yeah, but I recovered. Shout yeah. out bad habits. <laughs> Shout out good habits. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shout out my knee being fixed <clears throat> this is a question by the way from someone who messaged in hold on guys remember like and subscribe top left hand corner Sorry, yeah, yeah, YouTube, yeah. Spotify do all that if you're listening right now buy his instructional buy my four week strength program the instructional buying awesome. has been really good by the way I'm really every purchase you make is like I feel it in my bones and uh, wallet <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why you got the podcast mate yeah. Uh, so yeah, like people asking, why weren't you on this? Why weren't you on that? The answer is my knee is hurting. I have uh, vagin right on my knee, and it started bleeding. And I fuck, I just couldn't go. You know? Yeah, you did something to it. Yeah, man. Anyway, so it was hurting, and I was like, best not go unless I can put on the performance of a lifetime. Speaking, have we done a podcast since Plaris? This we, is it. This we is haven't, it. have it. we? This is the recap. Nobody asked a single fucking question about Polaris, Which but we're going to talk about it anyway. Because today is Thursday, so it's fresh out of people's heads. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, it's but fresh there, heads, there fresh was also Wuno. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Sorry? Wuno. Wuno. Uh, flow grappling. Wuno. Yeah, Wuno. Yeah, Wuno yeah, was good as well. I actually didn't watch the whole thing, tell a lie. I only watched the Gordon match. Gordon Blur. Yeah. You didn't see J-Rod uh, make a go out. I saw a little, little clippies of it. I, I saw lots of clips, actually. That was an extremely professional tournament. Yeah. Well done to all the athletes who know, yeah, put on a show. It's terrifying to watch. So, Polaris, remember Tell I made Polaris. that prediction about Mr. Howe, as they pronounce it? Jason Howe? Yeah. Yeah, the Brazilian fella, yeah. Jason Howe, yeah? Yeah, Jason yeah, Howe. That, no, it's Howe. That's how they pronounce it on Go Polaris. On. Yeah. Continue. So, remember I was saying he might get hit and armed by Kainan, and he did because Kainan was just too strong for a normal human being. Yeah. Like, Isaac is very strong and I'm sure I'm um, Jason Rao is very strong and very technical. They're both very strong and technical, but at the end of the day, if you are just really, really, really strong and heavy and juicy. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, yeah, that, that goes with the territory of being really strong and heavy. Like it doesn't matter how technical you are. If your arm is stronger than a man's leg, it's just not fair anymore. Mm. It's just not fair. He got on top of him and just fucked him up. I thought Jason was doing a good job controlling. Maybe like, you know, I didn't want to say too much from the corner because I thought maybe I'd be a bit annoying because I, I guess Jason is also very technical and good at guard and that sort of shit. But like the only thing I was thinking was maybe a bit more inside position. But Jason said he likes to play outside position. But I feel on bigger guys, giving them the inside real estate is a bit more risky because they can start to apply pressure to you. Uh, that said, at the end of the day, the pass only came from, I think it was like a knee cut, wasn't it? The... the the final pass so or like he broke through to chest chest to chest and then passed and yeah, i think he did that. the same thing with isaac but isaac had watched the jason match and he was being very cautious to keep inside position but right there were times he had butterfly hooks in 
and he literally couldn't forward shift with Kainan on him. So yeah, fuck knows what to suggest in those sort of scenarios. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, like how big is Kainan when you see him in person? He does, like, yeah, like very big and strong looking, yeah. and like zero fat, turgid skin is peeled tight to the muscle. Yeah, it's turgid. <laughs> telltale signs of a man who eats greens every day yeah every single day on the spinach uh and yeah like when he gripped you could see like he makes a grip on someone's shin and like there's yeah. that initial grip and there's so much give in the shin and and then people realize they've got to basically keep their leg tense the whole time just to not get their shit pushed in pause yeah, yeah. on that phrase so yeah that was good and then Giancarlo Fabrice Giancarlo did well Fabrice I actually missed that match because I was upstairs but I, I saw parts of it uh, actually no I didn't miss it I watched it um, yeah a bit not sure about how the rules work there really because it's supposed to be ADCC rules but Giancarlo initiated the takedown wasn't really a three second bit I don't know how he got scored against because he was chest to back yeah I don't really understand it long story short but yeah, anyway yeah. Uh, and then also like See, competitions like this, you need, like, if you're going to do ADCC rules, you need the ADCC judges. Like, it's way too easy to just sit back and stall in, in all the sub-only shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when there's points, well, sub-only shows, but there's points, and if you're just, like, sitting back and your, like, head is over your hips and you're just sort of leaning back and pushing people's legs away and not actually attempting to pass or anything, you're just sort of waiting for the timer to go down, mm. then you should get stalling calls, and it shouldn't take, like, it shouldn't take three minutes to get a stalling call. It should be like, oh, he's seconds. not doing anything. And then you see for 30 seconds, he's not doing anything. Like, that's a penalty right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's like not enough penalty calling. Kanan got so many penalties. He got like nine penalties. Yeah, that, that was the other end extreme though, because yeah. sometimes he was getting penalties when he was passing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like th there were definitely times where he wasn't passing and he was getting pe he was getting penalties, fine. But then there's times he was passing, he's getting penalties. I just feel like they so wanted action from that match that they kind of forewent the rules. Yeah. Forgoed? Forgoed the rules. Forewent. To have gone. Foregone. Yeah. Forbidden. Forbidden. Forbade the rules. Forbade the rules. No, no, no. 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 I forgot about the rules. Forgot about the rules. Basically, yeah. They just sort of... Forget about the rules. That's all right. But anyway, long story short, right, if you're a judge, just make sure... You see someone stalling, you start the fucking shot clock right now. Right, you have mate, to do something. This is a warning for stalling. 10 seconds. Yeah. Mate, you're stalling. 20 seconds. That's a penalty. Yeah, that's a penalty right there. Negative one. Because otherwise, the sport will remain shit. You can change the rule sets, but if people just want to, like, like, active stalling is what I call it. Like, you're making grips, you're changing position around the outside. Like, you're not getting anywhere closer to the bullseye. You're just skirting around the edge of the board. You know what I'm edge saying? It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's just like, you know, you're playing chess or something and you're just moving your king left and right. Like you are moving in that you haven't completely given up, but you're not doing anything productive to get the uh, pass. And I see that all too often. That mm -hmm. said, Fabrizio Andre probably hit the most beautiful takedown I've ever seen in my life on uh, Kainan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Kane and Durant. Yeah, yeah. Kane and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the name. Yeah, so that's correct. Yeah, that was a very nice takedown. I just I love how he got the bounce on his foot. He's definitely been on the David Gray rehab because that Salias was firing, bro. Shout out, Salias muscles. Yeah, sick. 
And yeah, what else? Uh, well, no. Isaac with the great wrestling. I liked his sequence he hit on Roberto Jimenez. Yeah, he got that. The, what's it? That's the Asian turn, or is it? The yeah, slide the Asian by? turn, slide by, whatever you want to call it. Same thing. God. Depends where you're from. Yeah, twice now. Yeah, he hits that well. And also, one thing he does very well, let's say from a snap down, he's got the chin strap and the lat gri- and the tricep grip. He does a snap down. The guy manages to bring his head inside. He goes straight to the underhook and knee tap. And it's just a wonderful combo, you know, as they bring their head to the like outside of the guillotine their head comes over the knee gives you the underhook you take the knee tap fuck it's lovely just watch that highlight technical brilliance technical yeah so that's our breakdown so stop fucking asking there we go what about Wano oh yeah Wano yeah Gordon Spore passing passing. man that was good me and Taylor were chatting about Spore passing he was doing something he was like he kept trying to get the butterfly hook in and he would just peel the butterfly hook away. Yeah, I noticed that. He kept, he just rip it out and sprawl again. Yeah, that was very good. And then he was doing some very nice, like, leg, leg stapling. Like, he'd do a shin staple and, like, the way he was deflecting and then replacing with his shin was excellent. I mean, I've only watched that match twice, so I'm going to have to watch it many thrice. more times. To At least thrice. At least thrice, yeah. What's after thrice? Twice? Yeah. Twice? Four. 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 Four eyes. Four times. Four eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll watch that again and we'll get back to you on that. I, I like. Fantastic. Long story short, it was absolute like. Rip. Yeah, rip. Which is, you know, That's obviously terrible if, you, <laughs> if it's. <laughs> but. But. But if you're getting paid. Send them on. Not so bad. All right. What about Mika Galvao oh, yeah. suplexing J Rod? That, that was, was crazy. Chest, was... chest to back suplex. Oh suplex love those yeah also oh. J-Rod getting out of the armbar I knew Mika was going to get some a good armbar attempts he's Bruh. got a good armbar J-Rod's just letting that arm fly it's just like it, you have to be able to put his shoulders on the map if you want to break that arm yeah. not even necessarily though because you can break it whilst they're moving but no doubt but I'm trying to think like, what could young Galval have done better and like Maybe like he could have gone foot like to foot instead of cross legs, but ultimately it looked pretty perfect to me. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say in that case. I guess just armbars don't work against those fellas. I'd like to see Gordon Ryan attempt the same armbar that he did on what, to Yerod. No, on Nicky Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean I'm sure he, but Gordon's got like very good breaking, so probably. You just have that edge where he'd break it. But I don't know. Then again, he might just, I mean, Nicky might just escape. He might just do the same shit and rip out. Yeah, Yeah, he loves an escape. I would like to see someone ask about Mika Galva versus Nicky Ryan. And who do I think will win? Mika Galva. I think Mika will win because Nicky Nicky likes to vape, doesn't he? Likes what? Likes to vape. Yeah. The vape, jewel pens, whatever the fuck they are. So I, I don't think he's not even getting high. He's just vaping nicotine. So I think the uh, the advantage will go to the man who literally does not smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're talking at the pub who's got the most chat and banter, then probably have to give that to Nicky Ryan. But yeah. there's no W and O for that. Definitely not. Local prize prize winner. Local, local banter pri- king. Local banter king, Nicky Ryan. <laughs> Nicholas Rian. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Craig Pete Jones as well. All right, Craig, Jones, Craig Jones's little brother. Right, should we get some questions? We've already actually finished the questions. Okay, underhook or overhook from standing? Whoa. You? What do you prefer? Um, I feel like an underhook exposes you to a lot of stuff, but it can be advantageous to getting another underhook in. 
I feel like Underhook's a bit ex- more exposing than Overhook. What do you think? I quite like. For, for me, on my left side, I'd prefer an Underhook. On my right side, I'm easy, but on my right side, I really like an Overhook because I've got a wicked Uchimata from there. So, And I feel like the Overhook, you know, it's hard for the Underhook guy to disengage from it. Eh, not really, I guess. The, the benefit of an underhook is that they can't just disengage so easily as well, to some extent. Like, yeah, I would prefer the underhook in general, but if you've got a wicked Uchimata, then go with the overhook because you can, you can take some cunts down from it. Big time. Yeah, so that's smart. To that, do you think going for strong heel connection prior to controlling the knee slash hip is a valid strategy? when you coach me you're always very pedantic about the knee position first everything being tight and then go for the heel yeah depends on the entry like you can do the heel catch and then throw your legs in but also you want to have that nice tension so not necessarily on the heel you want to have like that good yeah good good catch so what is the question is is catch first and then legs or legs first then catch the answer is it doesn't matter as long as you have oh. all those ingredients together at the same time. Yeah, as uh, you know, once they're together at the same time, that's it. It's going to break. But I would say if you want a more controlled approach, then you go for the hip and knee line first and then work to catch the heel. And if you catch the heel, generally you you have to go pretty fast to get your legs in or else you know they're just going to spin out basically so yeah like it doesn't matter which one you get first it's just that you need both of these ingredients to make the recipe successful fucking love cooking man shout out gordon (laughs) ramsay good match on the weekend okay thoughts on ecological approach non-drilling jiu-jitsu trend we chatted about this a little bit we chat uh, about this quite a lot episode two we chat about this episode one yeah you rewatch it need to yeah yeah i was, I was listening to the audio quality huh? nude oh no fair enough yeah yeah audio quality and has it improved yeah a lot okay. go listen to episode one and then listen to this and you'll see a difference in the audio quality we have mics now we have microphones back then we were just speaking loudly but now <laughs> now we've got microphones we have microphones so, so yeah we'll just reiterate i think if you're a total noob the ecological approach works but when you say ecological approach you still need to be given defined goals which is basically being given a technique uh but it's more like they give you broad systems for the position but i'd say as you get to the higher and higher level everyone knows what you're trying to do but it's like the devil's in the details right if you win this tiny little battle which you could also say is a version of the ecological approach like winning that little battle but essentially give us an example to work with here all right let's say let's say you're passing like from a uh cross split squat a cross hamstring split squat knee cut position right my goal on top might be to your goal would be obviously pass the guard and then within that would be pass the knees and then within that you could have an even smaller goal of like i don't know like get a near side underhook now because that's like past the knees yeah so you can just break down the goals into smaller and smaller goals but at some point the goal will be literally just like just put your hand here and it's like okay you've won the game so at that point you would just call it a detail rather than a game so the ecological approach in my opinion is just it's just like meshing lots of details together 
in a way that you don't explain the details you just explain the end goal and they figure out the details but what is sorry that's it what is the ecological approach ecological approach is basically just giving people small games rather than instructions and then they kind of figure out right what to do e.g i'm in closed guard normally you'd say like i just start sparring from closed guard and first one to get to the sub wins that's like non-ecological that's just sparring and then you break it down into smaller and smaller bits so let's say close guard first to pass the guard wins and then you go close guard if you just stand up you win and then you could say close guard as soon as you get your hands in their armpits to help you stand up then you've won and then you know at what point does the game become just like a a, a detail you know what yeah. i'm saying at what point is that a detail yeah. like that's a detail hands in the armpits that's a technique yeah but you might have to fight for that so you might be like oh well i can't get my hands in the armpits what do i do you can be like well okay so first one to get your fingertips inside your partner's hands wins but then it's just like a retarded game that you may as well not play yeah because it's gonna end too short yeah so that there we go like if you're a super noob i feel like it gives you a broad idea of a lot of positions but if you want to be effective at the higher level you're still going to need all the details and like be very switched on and recognize the positions quickly and respond to them devils accordingly. are in the details yeah shout out the devil shout out shaitan Sh- yeah shout out satan satan is a jokes actually uh weed so bad for sleep slash recovery good for getting to sleep bad for sleep bad for recovery check out our podcast with naz neuro yeah he, he hates it he hates, hates it, it. he, fucking he hates said it. that you're going to hell as well satan you'll be there with satan yeah here's a question how did Fabricio out-wrestle people more than 20 kilos heavier at Polaris? We'll go back to Polaris. Because he's a strong little cunt. That's he is a strong cunt. Also, he's extremely well-balanced. Like, his Mate. hips are not far off the floor. Is it, yeah, he, his, he's got short legs. His legs are very strong. He's got big, big, strong upper body. And he's very fast. And he's got an excellent counter, Uchimata. And very good balance. Like a world-class Uchimata. The Uchimata he hit on Giancarlo was insane. Yeah. His ability to move his hips quickly and it, like his his body awareness of like where his feet are and where his hips need to be and his speed of doing so yeah is excellent nuts, and you nuts. add all of that athleticism athleticism together of of his like learning techniques yeah you know, Fabrizio Andre yeah I would say the strategy for Fabrizio would try to make him do as much jujitsu as possible rather than wrestling him and such because mm. like he's fucking hard to wrestle clearly but. You know, once you get him on his back or something, it might not be as difficult to get the finish. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, easier said than done, obviously, but basically that's it. Play guard with him. Yeah, play guard, but then he was kind of like being a bit passive in the guard. So that's where that penalties need to come in. Yeah, the penalties, maybe like wrestling up and just like get paying him a bit less respect in the well, wrestling. There you go, Kanan Durant. He sat for guard. Fabrizio, oh, bang, wrestle up, fucking double leg, take yeah, that little cut. That was a great strategy. Bang. I mean, considering he's like 40 kilos heavier, it's pretty easy, but yeah, but yeah great strategy. Good strategy. Great strat, K, if he doesn't mind me calling him that. Cool, should I move on? Um, yeah, yeah. All right, one sec. Uh, who'll win? Mika or Nikki Run, we did that. Breaking mechanics for outside heel hooks. Right. What I like to do is get the sole of their foot trapped well between your tricep and your lat. That means not your... I fucking love that Not grip. the gap between your bicep and that tricep. Feeling. Don't do this. Do this. That oh, feeling. yeah. And get oh, it right, no, you're doing right now. I'm doing the wrong one. corner of your fucking lat and just rip that shit apart. And then your legs, right? The most important thing 
is that you're not pulling your knees to your chest. Your knees are going away from the chest or they're scissoring one away, yeah, one towards. Scissor. And they are crossed and you're hamstring curling. But hamstring curl does not mean bringing the knees to the chest. Very common mistake when I'm teaching the outside heel hook is like I'll tell people to like hamstring curl and they'll they'll like kind of bring their knees to the chest and just curl up in a ball. Just but that is the opposite of a bridge. Heels to butt. Yeah, it's heels to butt, but knees away from chest. So it's just a full body bridge. I think most people don't have strong enough hamstring or they will cramp instantly if they do like a proper hamstring curl and bridge at the same time obliques too they have yeah. a side plank from that position yeah as well yeah most people can't just don't like have the balance to do that so yeah we will also have to be off your shoulder you have to be off your hip and you should be fin like lifting your hip not from you should be lifting the hip from the adductors on the bottom side not from stomping your foot your top foot on the floor and lifting your hip off the floor you know what I'm saying? There's a lot going on here. There's a lot do, going on. Like we should do a um, advanced technique tip. That's what we need to fucking do. We got that. that was a technique tip. Yeah, but we can spend a bit more details on them. There was a um, comment a couple of weeks ago. They got like 30 likes on it. Dirty, that's wild. On one comment, that's yeah. That's fucking wild. Bro. It is actually wild. Um, so that we should do that. The Robert Deagle videos of you breaking down matches, etc., etc. Um. Well, should we should do longer breakdowns, basically. Basically, we do get a match breakdown. Basically, we get a match. No one wants to hear me talk about it, but you talk about it, and you can also do that with a technique. You could go like, okay, here's Lock and Giles completing the perfect outside heel hook, and like you going breaking down, see what he's doing there. This is what he's doing here. This is what he's doing there. Yeah, okay, yeah. Da, 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 da. A detailed breakdown. Yeah, and should I say that as well, that I, last bit? What? Tell us if you but, like that, right? But people pay for that. Da, 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 da. They'll pay a extortionally large fee shout out Michael Bay shout out yeah 16 wheeler spins out of control um yeah that's what we'll do we'll sort that out alright microphones bang let's just keep promising it but never actually do it we can set up a whole like a subscription service (laughs) guys just start subscribing and once we've got enough money in then we'll begin to start making the start of the videos like maybe the intro or something brilliant that would be so funny ha ha your hard-earned money in our pockets pockets next to my hard and pocket okay how do you keep the straight ashy when you are doing straight footlock and need time to find grips i will hold the outside of my thigh oh you do do that don't you i like doing that as a as a little like point there sometimes it's kind of like oh fishing this grip out might take a little while you got to do yeah just hold the outside of your thigh or better yet you can just do a side crunch your knee and like shoulder or knee and elbow connection is enough to keep their foot there so if you want you can just grab around your leg and even if you don't have a grip on their leg it would be hard for them to rip out that's my detail and that's the end of that what a great detail yeah, just hold outside your leg, basically, mate. Uh, is here's one for you, Charles. Is ten? Hey, is about COVID. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's from Chinese government. Is <laughs> ten times two forty kilo single arm bent over row legit according to Charles's standards of strong? Yeah, again, ten ten times two forty kilo single arm bent over row. I'm a re- I actually can't picture that. It's a COVID, mate. The brain fog. Two sets of... He's, he's written it wrong. So two sets of 10 single arm bent over rows legit. 
It's kind of legit, but not that legit. Yeah, it's not that legit, but you want to be up, you want to be on the fifties and the, the sixty kgs. Yeah, um, you, it depends how much you weigh. I don't know how much you weigh. If you're a big fella, mate, yeah, true. It depends on your weight. If you're like sixty kgs, that would be nice and strong. If you're seventy kgs, yeah, that'd be quite strong. If you're ninety kgs. Should be on the fifties, bruv. You should be on fifties. Also, 60s. two sets of ten is not enough, really, is it? Like, you should do three of twelve. You should do like three ten to twelves. Yeah, fifteens. Owen, you, Owen, back in the day, Owen, Owen, of Flanagan would do fifties three times twelve fifteen. Fucking no hell! Problem. Back on cycle, yeah. Yeah, back when he was on cycle. Yeah. But now he's got. We've got the seal row over there, so we don't do much single armrows anymore. We like the seal row. I like the seal row. Trying to get that to 100 kg. I feel like you can do fucking hard seal rows. You just hear the clang of the metal. Mate, I want to get you to 100 kilos on that. You feel. I don't even know the numbers we're on, mate. You feel excellent on that. I feel great. I love it. I like the pronate, the whatever the fuck grip that is. What is it? Pronate? The nooch grip. The neutral bar, Swiss bar, they call it. Yeah, so to answer that fella's question, I don't know. It depends how much you weigh. Yeah, it depends on what you weigh. weigh. And I need to see the form. Is it full stretched position? Are you like, you know, here? Full stretched. (sighs) I'll do the sound effects. Ah, sorry. sorry. That's enough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, depends, it depends on your weight, I guess. If you weigh 40 kilos, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Tips dealing with opponent who is constantly trying to force reap. Taylor back. Yeah, you can. So Crush them. Just like don't push your knee that far through at the start so it's hard for them to reach the initial grip. Like it should be kind of hard for someone to force reap you unless they have like a really solid force grip on the back of your knee or like an elbow deep grip on the back of your knee. Uh, otherwise, you can stop them from pummeling that outside leg over. Now you can, yeah, just keep keep pushing it back to the outside. Keep pushing it back to the outside. Make sure you got a nice like blockage there with the shoulder and the arm. Yeah, you can go like head position on their shoulder so they oh, yeah. can't swing the leg over and in front of you. They have to like tuck it in front of your hip you do a good job rather than them. swinging it over your face. And like if they tuck it in front of your hip, then their knees will be pointing more in the same direction and it'll be easier for you to just like sprawl your knee away from danger. You know, like if you're doing like a split squat knee cut pass, your knee is through the gap of their two knees. As they swing that leg through, you can just pull your knee back out of their knee line and then you should be safe from that. I need to do this to you because you do a good job that little tuck, little, little nooks and crannies getting that foot in. Yeah, nooks and crannies, man. That Just nooks and crannies if you want a short summary <laughs> of, of what to do in that scenario. Well, great so, answer. yeah, keep throwing that leg back over. Uh, if you do get full sweep, like if they do make the grip, don't just panic and stand there. Back step, clear both legs. Ethan Crennison's got a good video on that. He clears both legs, butterfly hooks behind both legs and then gets a cross face and he will just pull your face away uh who's it kieran kitchuk does a a good one where he'll just like double hand what's it called frontal rape choke on your neck so you if you can't bring your head in it's hard for you to shrimp your hips out and maintain the grip so you know it can be tough basically to complete the false wipe okay okay you want to do a question all right i'll go again let's get ready attacking troy bar Partner turns their thumb towards you to defend. Follow up. I think you're not pushing their head down enough. Like if you don't break their posture, then you won't be able to access the thumb. Like if they turn their thumb towards you, 
it means they're countering you and you're no longer hitting the choy bar on them so you took a risk by going for the choy bar you know you lost your knee shield you swung it over their face you didn't actually manage to break their posture if you watch for example Mika's match with Yerod right Jay Jay sorry Jay's Jay Rod yeah so Jay he yeah, pushes yeah. his head Does down it. he only pummels the foot to the inside once he's pushed the head down you know what I'm saying like if their head is high up you could try to throw your leg over and put your foot in because you have no posture control you're not going to be able to push them down and bend that thumb the way you want it so you can access yeah. it with your hand you know what buy my DVD there you go you did a whole, you did a whole DVD on that. buy my DVD and that will be your quickest way to ADCC. Do you like to use the double 50 finish from Cross Ashy when they almost free the secondary leg? Absolutely. Shout out Lachlan, Lachlan Yiles. I think I pronounced that correctly. Jules. Yeah, Lachlan Yiles on, uh, on that one. Controlling the second foot. Yeah, the Aussie fella. By that, uh, is he? Austrian, sorry. Austrian, yeah, yeah. Aus <laughs> I love that place. Uh, shout out Goebbels. So if you hold like the pinky toe on the secondary leg and you just push your saddle leg all the way through then you look to pummel your support leg in for the double 50 that is currently my favorite way to complete the saddle i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly and that is all my questions we went through those that's really all of them like a barrel well I, that's all the ones i care to you answer them, man. all the COVID, other questions so get too many i've got covid ah oh, did you tell them no did you get any well wishes not what I, I no one knows what the fuck? How to gain muscle as an ectomorph. You would just do the same thing. You would be in a Is slight... Is that a real thing? No. Nah. You, you see when you see those pictures online of like... <laughs> it would be like... Mesomorph. Endomorph. Yeah, like endomorph is like like a football supporter. <laughs> <laughs> ectomorph is like plays a lot of video games and probably RuneScape. a lot of solo wanking. Yeah, yeah RuneScape. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, the mezzo is the chad. And the mezzo is the chad, yeah. A balance of drinking and video games and then also the gym. Less solo wanking, more supported wanking. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to make you much stronger, actually, if you just continuously get people to help you wank like... <laughs> Your shoulders get much broader as a result of yeah, that. From due to the lack of the fatigue. Yeah. Um, you would just do the same thing. You would go into the gym and you would train hard and you would only be in a slight calorie surplus, no more above 500 calories than your maintenance. Because if you get carried away, you, we all know you become a big fat cunt. And do that. Keep your protein targets. It's that, it's that easy. It really is. I'm I mean, there is some, like, some people are built, like, you know, wide do, hips, yeah. small shoulders, big, fat, tree trunk legs. Yeah. And that's just how you're built. Like, it's, it's going to be harder for them to, like, reach. It, like, it depends what you mean. Like, gain muscles. A lot of people, a lot of people go, I want to gain muscle. But what they really want to say is, I want to see more muscle tone. That's like, okay, cool. If you want to see more muscle tone, you need to reduce your body fat because that's how you're going to see more muscle tone. Yeah. So you would be like, okay. How long have you been training for? Do you have a decent amount of muscle mass? Why don't you just train really hard at the maintenance calories? And then at maintenance calories, because you mm. can still make great gains in the gym doing so, then go into a period of time where you go into a calorie deficit and you're reducing body fat so you can see the muscle tone. You go, great, I've got muscle tone. And see if that's sustainable for you. And then you go, great, do I want to maintain this or do I feel shit and want to get back to where I was? Yeah. That's really how the story goes. 
A short story. A short tale. A by short Charles tale. Ellen Price. That's how it goes. I mean, you just need to determine what is the real goal. If you want to gain muscle, it's literally just a case of going into the gym, performing all the exercises properly and correctly, week to week, lifting them a little bit heavier than you did last time or the bit better form than you did last time, making sure it's challenging in the gym. It's that fucking simple. People will be like, oh, it's this. It's that simple. Just go and do that. Eat well, sleep yeah. well. It is really that fucking yeah it is a question of what you do you want to look athletic or do you just want to be huge yeah if you want to look like a big fucking juiced out monster then you go get on the juice go like lift weights like five times a week separate body parts because then you can go train each body part like fucking to the max i think i must have missed the question section because i had a question you've got more uh the question was the question is, were you talking shit? Looking like a big juice head. And even though you don't need to separate certain body parts to be, look like a big juice head, but that's what the, the, those big bodybuilders, to, to get the most stimulus out of those areas, they separate them. Because yeah. of big chest days, they're really going to fucking fry the they shit out of their chest. Rude. Send it. Okay, so Charles, S&C question. I can only do BJJ twice a week, but I can go to gym five times a week. Best approach, please. Oh, wow. Uh, I would do three full body sessions and then two conditioning sessions. That's three full it. body, two conditioning. Fair yeah. play. Yep. Or you could do like a legs, upper body, full body, and then two conditioning. Nice. That's what I would do if I were you, sir. Fair enough. Uh, tips on bottom and top in jiu-jitsu for lower oh, okay. weight stature guys when training with bigger people. So for top... Hmm, tough. I would... For lower stature, guys. Yeah, so you're playing against... A big cunt. A bigger fella, and you're on top. So, I mean, a lot of the time going outside passing and that sort of stuff works well against the bigger guys, like going to knee on belly, like staying on your feet because the chances of them like elevating you onto your feet from your knees are pretty high anyway. So trying to basically, rather than pass the guard, trying to get the back off the off the guard pass know try to force back exposure uh and like not commit too much to chest to chest and stuff when they're that much heavier than you because you can get like just log rolled pretty easily and then from bottom position my tip would be to always keep your toes available for a stomp motion to push them away and use your hands to replace your knee shields so if they're really strong like framing is not to pull your knee shield might not be enough because your arm literally just can't move their body weight so you can frame with one hand and self frame and pull your knee shield back in the way once your knee's in the way then you can replace your hand that was holding your knee onto them and then you can look to get your toes in the way once your toes are on them you can always basically stomp someone away if they're that much stronger than you that you can't even stomp them away then god help you brother <laughs> you're finished <coughs> good details like we did the other day yeah. frame use the, use the other hand Pull the knee shield yeah, out. Right, pull the knee shield out. Replace Again, the self frame. frame. There we yeah. go. Get the underhook. Get yeah. the toes on. Come back up. Yeah. Another one is head position. Like there is a risk of spinal injuries, but if you can keep good head position uh, on your partner, it can make it hard for them to get like body locks and chest to chest and that. And you can use that to build to a seated position. If you're playing supine against bigger opponents, 
It's easier for you to get your feet in the way of them and stomp them away, like kick them away with a stomping motion. But on the other hand, if you're playing seated, it's much harder for their body weight to be directly over the top of you. Therefore, you'll feel its effects less over time. So I would say in a way, if someone is good at pressuring from top, it's better to be seated. And if they're not good, I would just prefer a supine uh, where you're on your back because they're, it's kind of easier you know to counter and it could be more relaxing potentially if you're potentially. if you're like very disciplined with your frames mm. but self-framing have to go on here self yeah self-framing and that but like yeah, if someone's like big and they combo side to side where you don't get the perfect frames in they go a bit side to side and then they go for a smash and you've got to use loads of arm energy and like building up and stuff just to get your frames back in then I would probably prefer to stay seated and try to try to catch them early on in the sequence rather than let them start to put weight on you and counter the weight. I would rather start from the very start and not try to counter. But if you feel like you can counter someone, it's probably safer in terms of submissions and not getting your like straight past or not getting like straight back taken to just play supine and try and try and counter, get the legs, get the arms, get the drags, get the whatever the fuck Kimura's fair play well, what have you well detailed thanks answer. man it's actually my job well detailed answer best way to add rope climb into a routine you could just use it as a pull up exercise so say if you've got pull ups on a program you go no I'm gonna do a rope climb instead and you could just do count your reps as in each arm one two three four five etc it's it's a tough it's it's rope, rope climbing's fucking hard to be honest but you could even just do it at the end of a workout, like a gymnast would do. They'd finish a big workout and be like, right, we're going to go climb ropes. So. I think there's any benefit to doing pull ups with the arms sort of bladed? Say again? I think there's any benefit to doing pull ups with bladed arms, i.e., one arm higher than the other. Oh, uh, like. Yeah, because that's what the rope climb is, isn't it? Yeah, but you, as you let go, you're going to be bang, pulling yourself there. But you're not pulling with one, you pull with two. It's just one runs out of range first and you switch and then exactly. you pull with two. That's how long the rope is, isn't it? So, but you are pulling with two technically, yeah? But but yeah, you're pulling with two, but one is pulling from a, one is pulling from a, a short, short position, range, one yeah. pulling from a lengthen position. Is that going to matter? Is that going to be useful? Right, if, if you have access to a rope, do some rope climbs for sure. Yeah, play. Get them in. It depends, like, look, if you've got a workout, like, let's say you've got your full body workout or an upper body workout in, and it's, you've already got two pulling exercises in that, if you go, I'm going to do rope climbs at the end of that workout, your arms are going to be fucked. Let's yeah. say you've got, like, a single arm row and a pull-up in there. By the time you finish your six sets, assuming, of those exercises, like three each, your arms are going to be pretty fucking tired. So maybe you'd be like, maybe I'm going to not do a pull-up and I'll save that for my rope climbs that I'm going to do at the end or I'll do my rope climbs as a superset that's when I would do them you could do them fresh you could do a little warm up and you could just go right I'm going to climb up up, up and down this big rope two to three times and then each week I'm going to try and get one or a half of one in yeah to get a gun I guess yeah it does depend how high the ceiling is a rope, it depends how high the rope is if you've got like a really short rope and it's like you go jump and go I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't bother. Just yeah, to, just it's get a bit really long. Fam. It's, a, it's a bit long. If it's like a proper fucking rope that's you know like five meters, ten meters high, sick. You, I'd wait. use the. I would use the fuck out of that. Yeah, I'd get really good climbing rope. Three, yeah, between three and you know ten meters high. 
Otherwise, just get good at weighted pull-ups and you're fine. Fair play. Shout out to everyone shitting at work, by the way. I hope this episode has been long enough. I know a lot of you are <laughs> going like go, three to four hours a day of paid shitting at, at your office jobs. And I respect that. Like, yeah. why would you work hard at an office job? I, I just don't understand. You'd just be better off shitting the whole time and watching <laughs> podcasts. So, I'm just yeah. going to go to the toilet. Sorry, man. Sh- I just Fuck, I'm just going to go to the toilet again. Boss... I- Boss, I need to shit. I'm I need so to shit. Sorry. I just uh, you just went for one. Who are you? I need to go again. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy that. Right, do you need to go? I have to go. Yeah. All right. We Great. fucking so many questions. That was like that was like sixty minutes or whatever it's called. Sixty minutes. Sixty seconds. Sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Almost sixty minutes. Forty-one minutes. But the the TV show that's like all we about questions. It, we did it sick as well. Sick. Yeah, well, that was sick. that you're, was you're sick. I'm recovering addict but he is actually a full-blown ill person i'm getting better better than i was yesterday still very tired anyway one percent every day like subscribe youtube spotify do all that now get owen's dvds for all the reasons that we discussed earlier the dvd sales have been going great he knows his techniques if you won't get better all the questions you're asking go get his fucking DVDs. he literally answers them in. literally as in a literal answer yeah like okay this is why like it's this. like a video where i talk during the video and show techniques and answers it Guys, revolutionary we've got great yeah visionary well done man we've got uh my strength programs you've got a subscription model or you've got your non-threatening four-week program which you can just do do, do that if you want to have an understanding of what you should be doing do what a strength program could be doing get on that I'll, uh, if you want to work with me one-to-one there's going to be that eventually there's going to be capped I've got about 22 people on that but that's it's going to be capped soon shout out uh, Daddy Freddy Stress as well for completing seven back-to-back marathons in the Gobi Desert uh, yeah. check out his Instagram page if yeah, you want to see more yeah that was so sick yeah. of him like no water either just ran it yeah yeah that was so good of him did some training with the aborigines in uh, Australia right and then he did yeah, yeah. shout out little Stefan DeBeja as well he's quite funny He's good to watch. That's so funny. He's so good. funny. Actually, yeah, Google him. Like, honestly, you'll have such such a laugh. We're getting carried Bye, on. bye, Great bye, bye, bye.